Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I know that I've been MIA, been having a lot of stuff going on. My voice ain't been right. My body ain't been tight. It's just been a hot mess. However, I am here today. By demand, demand of my loyal, faithful, faithful listeners who keep telling me, Jeanette, where you at, what you going to do, when we coming back on. So I am here. I didn't get a chance to post a lot of the information, and it looks like now I'm even having a hard time logging on to Facebook Live, but I guess I'm on Facebook Live now. So I haven't put any information out. So if you want to call in, you want to join in on a conversation, Give me a call at 516-387-1914. And today is one of those topics where I was kind of contemplating on what I was going to talk about, what I was going to do. I know my special guest, Gilbert, been waiting on me because he wanted me to talk about a specific subject. So I'm trying to join everything together. Where on Tuesday is where we normally do the show from the pulpit to the couch where you will receive biblical teaching. So I haven't even got in touch with my biblical people. So like I said, it is what it is. So I'm here today. By the grace of God, thank you. Feeling much better. We're still catching the cold. But um, I'm still enjoying my life, still living my best life. So we're going to be talking about these things because with today's topic, and we talk about carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders or just carrying the weight of the world. It seems that today people are dealing with so many different issues. And I like calling them issues because I don't like saying problems. Because when we say something is a problem, we want to know, well, what can we do about it? Can we solve it? Can we resolve it? Some things can be solved, and some things have to be or can be resolved. It depends on what the situation is. You know, some individuals are dealing with the death of a loved one, the loss of a job, dealing with kids that are out of control, spouses that just done lost their mind, don't know where they're at in life, struggling between having a job, not having a job, and just making their mind up. And some individuals are dealing with some things that's not even for them to even deal with, but they're taking on other people's issues. So those are just some of the things that, like I said, I want to talk to you guys today. You can pick my brain today because I'm not just fixated on one topic. I just really want to know what you're going through and what's going on. Here I am trying to send this stuff out, but I'm trying to figure out where Mr. Gilbert is. If he go have me do this and get me all about the bed and all this other stuff, so be like, where are you? because he was adamant about this. So I want to let him talk because, like I said, I know that people are going through different things. There's a time and there's a season. And sometimes we got to still cast our cares on God. We still have to trust God with the process and with the outcome because sometimes it don't always feel good in regards to some of the things that we're going through. And sometimes we don't even know how we're going to even get out of some of these situations. But like I said, there's hope, there's resources, there's a lot of things that are available that we sometimes often don't even pay attention to. So, again, if you want to pick my brain on this topic, give me a call. Somebody is calling with a 11111 number. So, let me, I'll get this last brain caller. I'm not in the mood. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Pressure Predicaments, Blog Talk Radio. How are you doing? I am doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing well. I saw this block number. Look, the last time somebody called me with a block number, they called me bossy. They told me that somebody needed to beat me up. I, so I was kind of suspicious when I saw all the one, 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 one. I'm like, okay, I, I'm not in the mood today. I'm really not in the mood. <laughs> but thank you for calling nah. in. You're welcome. Thank you for calling in, motivating me to get me back on track again. Could you know, Gilbert? I've been living my best life. As soon as, as soon, I've been living my best life, but my body, I feel like I can't a little bit. My mind be telling me one thing, and my body be telling me something else. Because I'm hurting like hell right about now. 
this arthritis is kicking my butt. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know what? I it hear is you. What it is. Last night, Ryder and I and my friend, we went we had, we went to um our Brazilian we went to the Brazilian steakhouse. We promised Ryder if he could, he can go to the beach. So we drove him down to the pipe. You should have probably trying to walk down on the beach. So today, if Ryder have a happy ticket, we get to go to the beach today, which you don't realize we got to go to the beach anyway. My friend got to go to the beach to take his RV down there. So, when we, oh, no, I'm sitting up here with my little pile of water bottles. So, Gilbert, when we talk about carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders or just carrying the weight of the world, what comes to your mind in regards to that topic, just with all that's going through? Trying to take on everything all at once, a lot of the stuff, like, mm-hmm. um, stuff is, like, out of your control, but you're still trying to take it on anyways. Mm-hmm. And you know what? And that is true, because a lot of times we talk about trying to take on a lot of stuff. Sometimes, you know, there's a biblical, we use, I'm not going to say it's biblical, but I've heard the saying that God don't give you more than you can bear. And I remember one time I went to the altar and I said, Lord, I said, you got me confused with somebody else because this uh, is just a little bit too much. <laughs> this is just way <laughs> too much. Luther King, I see you out there, and you can call in when we talk about carrying the weight of the world because I know you out there, a foot soldier, and trying to take on a whole lot of stuff. So I know you know when we talk about carrying on all of this stuff. It, it kind of gets to the whose problem is this. Is this a you problem? Is it a me problem? Or is it an our problem? Whose problem is it? So getting back to that, I hear some noise in the background. Is that like a siren or something? Yeah, yeah nah, man. It's my people right here. They're doing the, the gardening and stuff. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay, so like I said, carrying the weight of the world. How, do, how does that even happen? What, how do people even get caught up in situations like that? would just like to be in the mix like that. You know what I mean? Mm, I like that. I like that. You know what? Because, you know what, Gilbert, some people, when we talk about drama and we talk about mess, you right, chaos, some people get used to that. Some people get used to even being in toxic relationships. You know, we have what we call a giver and we have a taker. And sometimes we have we run into a, if we're a giver, we run into a taker, you can run into a situation where you're trying to take on other people's situations and other people's problems, and that may not always turn out in a, with a good outcome. Yep. Now, what was it that you really wanted to talk about today? I want to take you there. I want you to share what you wanted to really talk about that you wanted the listeners to know about. Questioning yourself. Questioning yourself. What do you mean by questioning but, yourself? I don't know. You lined it up pretty good, like, with carrying everything, like, all on your shoulders like that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just find myself in a situation. Like, I'm good, though. Like, don't get me wrong, but it's, like, a lot of stuff going on. But it's, like, I'm trying to choose which ones to take on. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to take on this. That's not even important. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to break it down. But, mm-hmm. it's like, it keeps on piling up, if that's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. But... Then it's like I see the cycle from the toxic people that were around me that I didn't realize because I was not all there yet, you know what I mean? But now my head's where it needs to be, and now I can see the cycle of them. But I'm not in the cycle mm-hmm. no more, but I just see them, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know what? It's, it's like the, how does that song go? I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can see all the mine, yeah. sunshiny days. Because sometimes we are caught up in something and we're trying to make those decisions. Like I said, my biggest thing right now is trying to be, has been trying to get writers behave together. And this phone is just ringing off the hook. So I'm trying not to uh, make sure that interfere with the radio. Because his behavior has been so, and I, I asked my grandson, and I, my question to him was, what's going on? Because it seemed like every day, cannot, will not do what he's supposed to do, and he keeps getting in trouble. We've tried driving him. we try tried rewarding him. we try tried disciplining. we try tried redirecting. 
we've been trying practically everything possible. So yesterday, my friend drove by the police station and was like, we dropping you off. He was screaming and hollering, Gilbert, I don't want to go to jail. Give me one more chance. I promise I'll do better. And it's like broken promises, broken promises. Now, at five years old, how can you just be so, well, you just can't even sit down, listen, do what you're supposed to do. So I asked him a question, Gilbert, and my question to him was, when he said he was mad, I said, is it, are you mad at someone or are you mad about the situation? So that boy told me his situation. What kind of situation can you have at five where you got two points where you just mad at the world? But the one thing I can say, when we were out having dinner last night and Jerome told him, if you sit down for five minutes, we'll go to the beach. That's like I sat there for five minutes and didn't move. He did exactly what he asked him to do. But we go see. We, we go see. So, Gilbert, what is that weight like? What is that heaviness like? Because I know with me, when I get to that point, it affects me in my body. You know, I get nice all in my shoulder, my back start hurting, my hands hurt, my feet, everything hurts. So what is that weight like? I noticed, um, like, before I would get all mad and stuff, you, you remember, now, like, I don't even get mad anymore. It's like, I don't know if it's anxiety or what, but I'm not mad. It mm-hmm. just feels like a like a weird feeling, like, I don't know. But mm-hmm. it, it's controllable. So the weight, like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain you know, it, here's but the thing it's getting I, better. It's, this, it's getting better. Here's the thing that I, that I share with clients sometimes, and it says smile. You don't own all the problems in the world. And that is so true. So sometimes we think it's just us. Lord, why do I have to go through this going on? I used to say sometimes, Gilbert, why me? Why me? And I had a friend tell me one time, she said, why not you? She said, God knows he can trust you. And I used to be like, but this is a little bit too much. I'm not tired of all of this. You know, I, I can't be, I, I just can't be dealing with all of this stuff. And it made a yeah. lot of sense. It made a whole lot Late. of sense when it got to the point of when I said, why me? Here I am questioning God, not realizing that I was put in this situation to be a blessing and to be able to help other people, to give them hope, to let them know you're not alone. You don't have to do this by yourself. I was, was telling my buddy today, uh-huh. I was like, I feel like he, like God puts us in these situations to see, like to put us to the test to see if we're ready for that next phase or he has for us next in line, you know what I mean? Like he wants to see if we're ready for it. Like, I don't know. Because sometimes I feel tested, well, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes that's true, Gilbert. And you know what? And it's like this, I used to like listening to this gospel song. And it was called, or entitled, It's Only a Test. And I was like, you know what? I am being tested. I am being tempted. I'm, I am, because I'm like, you know what, this right here, Lord, you know, if I was a little bit younger, maybe I could deal with this. Or, you know what, I ain't going to take, take that back because if I was younger and I didn't, I, if I was younger and I have the, have, the, have the wisdom and the knowledge and the discernment that I have now, I would be in a different situation or I'll be in a different predicament or I would react and respond differently. See, that's one of the things that happens, Gilbert, when we're carrying something. We say, it's too heavy. I can't do this. Help me. You know, it's it's, it's too much. It's just way too much. So sometimes we got to learn how to trim the fat and how to let some things go and and lessen our loneliness. That's a good way of putting it, lesson I know. Yeah. Because, am I sending me another thing? So when we talk about lesson in our nose, I know your situation is dealing with a parenting situation, a co-parenting situation, a, a custody situation, relational issues, family issues. Like I said, we all are going through some things. My thing right now, I'm really chill. I'm just trying to get writer situated 
So he won't be sitting on my front door with a bow on his head. <laughs> he does. Yeah. I mean, listen, she should get up in the morning, fun, got to take him to school. So I'm trying to meet her halfway by saying, okay, if you take him to school, I'll pick him up from school. But then I still got dinner, homework, entertainment. We were doing something last night. Teacher told me yesterday, Mom, make sure you come home at a decent time. Gilbert, why did I not get in this house at 10 o'clock? And when we walked in the house, we just looked at T.C. Because we all knew we was in trouble. We was like, "Uh uh-oh, we in trouble. He go get us. I told Ryder, (laughs) Ryder, take a bath, go to bed. This sucker told me, I got to listen to my mommy. I got to listen to what my mommy says. I told that sucker, I said, look, I'm your mommy's mommy. If I say go take a bath and go to bed, that's what you're going to do because I'm trying to bypass you getting in trouble for what you did today. So you better do what I told you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. I'm your mommy's mommy. <laughs> mommy. <laughs> yeah, I'm your mommy. How you going to sit and tell me? In other words, it's going to be contingent upon what my mama say. I ain't got to listen to you. Really? But he didn't realize that. He should have been in bed, but we just got caught up because it took us a while at the places we were at, and then I still tried to make sure that I honored what I said when we were talking about going to the beach, going to the pipe. So we went down to the pipe last night. So when we start talking about, like I said, this weight and this shift and this transition, and we get to the point where we want to know when it's over. I was watching the news today, Gilbert, and they were talking about COVID. In certain places they were talking about lifting the mask restriction and how the numbers are going down in some places. But yet, some people are still dying. And I'm not saying that we should live in fear. I'm not saying that we should not, um, we should disobey what people are telling us. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is some of this stuff we can't carry because we're carrying too much, way too much. So what do you think are some of the things that you can do, Gilbert, to lighten your load? Be a little careless. Gilbert? Yeah. What do you mean by careless? What do you mean by that? Not in a bad way, but it's like brush stuff off more easier, I guess you could say. Like trimming off the fat, like you said, like the stuff that ain't mm-hmm. important, you know what I mean? You're not necessarily not caring about mm-hmm. it, but you know what I'm trying to say? Like, mm-hmm. not careless in a bad You know what? I like, I like what you said. I was sitting there trying to type something to find something, and I messed around and pressed the X button. <laughs> mm-hmm. I am so out of it today. So I'm just, you know, um, it's one of those things to where I'm finally in, like, in a position where I could do what I want, when I want, how I want. I really can but I've still got to make sure that I'm taking care of things that i got to take care of and be responsible. Because I'm sitting here like, okay, when I get things with this, am I going to head to the school? Am I going to go get something to eat? Am I going to – Keisha was already like, I don't know why y'all buying all the takeout food. She said, I came with some, some leftover Gilbert. She said, where you get that from? I said, m M&M. She said, Mom, you keep eating all the takeout food, you're going to be looking like an m M&M. All I can do is just laugh. Oh. Like that. You don't want to be looking like an M&M. So I got to be kind of cautious of that because I don't want to be carrying all that little extra weight either. So I'm looking at some information, Gilbert, and it says, what does it mean to carry the weight of the world? Because a lot of times, like I said, we've heard that cliche, but the definition, the weight of the world on one's shoulders, to feel too much pressure has a great or have a great responsibility. A lot of times is we feel responsible for everything, everybody, meaning if something happened, it's my fault, or did I neglect to do something? Now, because we got in at 10 o'clock, it wasn't that we were being neglectful or anything. I had to do a DV group for women before we left. Then after we left, I had to call the restaurant to make sure what their COVID restrictions were. Then we get there, and then we got to eat, and then after we eat, then we got to wait on our food to digest, and then after that, it was funny because Ryder wanted, no, Ryder wanted to run. We told Ryder to run. Ryder tried to run, and my friend tried to run after Ryder, and, and that didn't go too well. 
And I sure couldn't run after Ryder because my body was kicking my butt. But we still was doing things, and we wasn't, like, trying to come in late, but we did come in late. So part of that was to release some of the tension of the worldly things that have also happened. So a lot of times we start talking about this pressure and this responsibility. Well, getting back to the responsibility of teaching some homework, we saw a homework packet, and the homework was done wrong, and I was like, I didn't do it. He helped write it with his homework. He was like, well, I helped write it with his homework, but I didn't read that part. Writer did stuff. You know what? It was crazy, Gilbert. Then he had, this, he had to take some words and put it into a sentence, and only Jerome could interpret the sentence. Me and teacher was looking like, what the hell am I supposed to say? So <laughs> responsibility. Where do you feel and find a responsibility, first to say for your family and then when you your child? Where do you, what are your responsibilities, Gilbert? To make sure the roof stays over our head, I get to work, I stay out of trouble, I make sure they stay in line, you know what I mean? Like my mm-hmm. daughter with her schoolwork, my son just... Mm-hmm. How do you... Mm-hmm. How do you... Making you sure my son don't pick up, you know what I mean? Schoolwork stuff, I don't understand some of that stuff. <laughs> it's been a long Me either. time. But she'll come with me. So she'll is, come to me with the math it's and stuff. It's what? She knows I'm good at math, I mean, and she knows I'm the smart one, so she always comes to me for the help, you know? Mm-hmm. She okay. knows her mom ain't smart. So I'm, just know, playing, I'm just playing. So you know that's your responsibility. Your responsibility is to protect, provide, proclaim. That's your responsibility as a father to your children. Okay. What about all the other And keep them safe. And keep on safe. What about all the other weight you've been carrying with your parents, with your siblings? What about that kind of weight? Because a lot of people are dealing with sibling relationships, too, to where they're carrying a lot of weight on, on their shoulders in regards to how other people react and respond to them. I just, um, like you told me, started accepting them for who they are. Like, like why am I so surprised they're that way? And like I just recently got into it with my mom again, cause I like I told you I saw the cycle, I saw what she was doing from the start, and mm-hmm. I knew she was gonna do that, and I knew it was gonna end it up that way, and then sure enough, it ended up it ended up that way. So I wasn't really surprised and stuff. So it doesn't really bother me no more, cause I accept it. That's just how they are, and that's how okay. they're gonna be. <clears throat> and you know what? Acceptance is important, very important. And sometimes I want to say and throw this in, too, because this was something else that I had been pondering on talking about is rejection. Sometimes we can't in the world. We feel that people are rejecting us or that the world is rejecting us. And rejection is not always a bad thing because there are some people and there are some situations we don't even need to be in. Sometimes we got to learn nope. how to just walk away. Sometimes we got to learn how to just say, they don't know no better. They didn't know no better. If they knew better, they would probably do better. And you've got to remember, when you're carrying that weight and you're carrying that load, I was thinking, as I'm thinking of, as I was just closing my eyes looking at the, I was first looking at the spelling on the carrying weight of the world, and it's crazy because I could type in the stuff, and when it translates over to the board, sometimes it always got words spelled wrong. I'm like, I did not say I want to hear you talk. I say your. But as I was thinking mm-hmm. about this, I was Tina because I've been seeing Tina on Facebook powerlifting, and she just lifting weights. And I, I think she had like two thirty-five or two something. She's trying to get to, and you know how short Tina is. So to see Tina in the gym with all the weights, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> she gonna hurt somebody. <laughs> yeah, you should see me in up to the twenty-four hour fitness. Mm-hmm. Oh, you be in there too, knocking it out. You know, 24 hours fitness, they, they, they're still looking for me. My friend had me cracking up this morning. He said he was going to call Jack Elaine on me. I told him, you can call Jack Elaine. You can call um, Billy. What, what's that guy's name? Um, I, I knew his name when I was saying it. But I was saying Jack Elaine. I said um, Richard Simmons. You can tell Jenny Craig. You can tell all of them, leave me the hell alone. I ain't <laughs> But you know what? I do got to get back to this gym, though. I, I really, I really do. Because when you don't, 
when you don't work or move your body, Gilbert, when you get older, that stuff hurts. It really hurts. I, I had made a commitment. I said I was going to do 100 sit-ups every morning, 100 sit-ups every night. I did that one day. I ain't did a sit. So you gotta you got to let some of that stuff go, and you got to get to the point, Gilbert, to where, and I like what you're saying about going to the gym and exercising and working some of that stuff off. That's a good way to let some of that weight of the world go, too. Now, I gave you a yeah. definition in regards to this. Now, this one talks about has the weight of the world on his shoulder. And that one is interesting because when we start talking about that phase, you know, we can go into biblical times and Greek times and take me to the story of the Greek Titan Aladdin, you know, because that is biblical. Well, it also says that he didn't actually carry the weight of the world. Instead, he carried the celestial sphere, the sky. So a lot of these phases, a lot of things that we talk about, a lot of things that we do, part of this is, and I'm going to get back to Lena's term we're talking about carrying the weight of, of the world. And I'm looking at an article, and it says, don't carry the weight of the world on your shoulders, just the weight of this moment. Because if we start carrying things of the world, it's hard for us to live in today because we're so busy worried about all the other stuff that's going on. Does that make sense? Yes. Because it indicates for many of us, we feel the weight of the world pressing down upon us. We feel the weight of our expectations. Now, earlier I said responsibility. Part of that goes with our expectations, our desires, our commitment. You know, Gilbert, a lot of times we get caught up because sometimes we overcommit ourselves. We make too many promises that we cannot keep, and we're trying to please people and make them happy for some of the stuff we really cannot do. Now, even though I said after I get finished with the radio, I got to head over to writing school, pick him up, go head down to the beach, and I still got clients I got to see, but I'm going to see the clients at the beach. I'm gonna be you got to make it work. Huh? You have to make it work. What you say, man? You have to make it that's work. That's the thing with a commitment. Correct. With a commitment. You don't just give up on the commitment and say, I can't do it. You try to make it work to the best of your ability. But you also have to know when you got to say, pineapple, I can't do this, or this is becoming too much. Now, it's, yeah, it goes into when we feel like, what you say? Like, for example, this whole situation with my lawyer and finding out she was pregnant and stuff, like, it's, it really got me real upset, like, mad, you know what I mean? Because, come on, Jeanette, I was in your classes Gil- and I couldn't even Gil- afford Gil- to Gil- pay. Wait, 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 wait. Gil- Gilbert, you didn't just see my oh. eyes shift when you said, I didn't know she was pregnant. Yeah. You know, but... Ooh. Mm. All like, just like whatever, like, at the end of the day, I'm going to do what I got to do for my kids, and I'm already looking into, like, another one. I'm just lesson learned, you know what I mean? You just gave me a knot in my shoulder. Now I'm going to have to get a massage. Pregnant? Yeah, she just texted me. Is pregnant again? No, 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 my lawyer, my lawyer. Oh, your lawyer pregnant. I thought your baby mama was pregnant. Yeah, she just had a... She just had a baby. She just texted me yesterday saying, sorry for not being in contact with me because she just had her baby and stuff. But I wish she would have told me she was pregnant before I hired her, you know what I mean? Oh, you didn't know? I didn't know, no. Uh, okay. Well, but the thing is, as long as she had a – because you chose the monkey race at me, I'm thinking you talking about your baby mama pregnant. I was going to say, oh, um, okay. She probably is too. Who knows? <laughs> So when we talk about, sometimes we feel like the Alatus from the Greek mythology, destined to carry the burdens of the world for eternity, does life have to be like this? Meaning, do we really have to carry the weight? Can we shake some of it off? Can we enjoy life? Can we get up and smell the roses, drink our coffee? 
You know, what is it going to take to get us back to a place of peace? Because sometimes it indicates, does life have to be like this, and do we need to feel like or feel this suffocating pressure? You know, sometimes people get to the point, Gilbert, where they feel like they just can't breathe. They don't know which way to turn. They don't know what to do. They just want to throw their hands up. And sometimes they question, is this our destiny, my destiny? You know, some things we do have to go through, and some things is a lesson and an experience. I get that. And sometimes we even rather in hopelessness or helplessness of that pressure, meaning sometimes it can become so overwhelming. You know, I've been getting a lot of phone calls from parents with teenagers, with kids that are just suicidal, that are depressed, that got anxiety, that's acting out. Like what in the world is going on with these kids today? You know, are they they carrying on or carrying the the pressure of their parents' relationships or parents' parental discord, you know, family grief, financial problems? Kids are dealing with a lot that they can't even interpret. They don't even know how to explain it. You know, when I was a kid growing up, we just couldn't wait to go outside and play or wait for the weekend. We, we, it's a lot. It is a lot. What are some of the things that you see over when it comes to kids carrying it on way too much? Uh, that has a lot to do with the parents, you know what I mean? Like I see with my daughter, I could tell her mom puts a lot on her, like probably – I know for a fact she, like, trains her to act a certain way or, like, you know what I mean? Because I can just tell how my daughter acts sometimes. Like, she's real careful with what she says and stuff like that. And then usually she's, like, all gossip when she sees me because she's all happy. But I can just yeah, tell, you know Yeah, but the thing is, even with all gossip, with the all gossip, Gilbert, you don't want the kids to be telling you the mama's business and what's going on in the mama's house. No, mama's I, I mean, like, all gossip, but, like, she'll she'll just start talking and she won't even know what she's saying. She'll just keep on going and going, like, you know what I mean? Correct. Like, will go, from, go from school to her friend to this guy to this other girl at school to her mom to her grandma. It's like, she's, I only get them two days a week, so it's like she's, like, waiting days yeah. to tell me everything, you know? Okay. So, again, when we're talking about kids and we're talking about having the weight of the world on your shoulder or feel like you're carrying too much weight, one of the things that they educate is that they suggest to reframe your thinking. In order to change your perception, in order to change your attitude, you've got to change your thought process and what you're thinking about the situation. Meaning, you don't need to be the atlas and you don't need to carry the burden of everything always. I tell people, with my health, I need to know what I need to know what I need to know. I'm not going to go around here trying to fix everybody's problems, solutions. Even as a therapist, I say what I mean. I mean what I say, and I'm done with it. Because that's just too much. It's way too much. Meaning that you don't need to um, to be the atlas. And that's a useful way to live. Instead, bear the burden of this moment, and when it's done, Move on to the next thing. Don't compile a lot of stuff. The present is where everything happens. You know, sometimes people, we get so caught up in the past, we get stuck in the past, we, we keep people fixated in the past. You know, we want to bring up old stuff and remind people of things that they probably have grown and, and got through. But stay in the present. How are you seeing in the present right now? How would I? What in the present right now? How are you staying in the present? What are you doing to stay in the present so you're not going in the past, you're not worried, frustrated, stressing out? How are you staying in the present? I learned just to let stuff go and um, just a routine, trying to keep myself busy every day so I don't think about Mm -hmm. stuff. And I got to stay busy. Well, sometimes we can become too busy, and just because we're busy don't mean that we forgot about what we, what's going on. You know, they had a, a saying that they used to say for the acronym business being under Satan's yoke. 
So you want to make sure that you're being productive, not just busy. Because you can have yes. a whole lot of stuff going on and really nothing done. Now, when you talk about the present is where everything happened, and it seems like everyone these days is asking that we be present, live in the present moment, focus on the present. But a lot of times people say, why? We talk about COVID. We talk about pain. We talk about all of this different stuff. But we should turn so much of our attention and energy towards it because our energy, it takes a lot to deal with a lot of people's stuff, including your own stuff. So, for one, it indicates that only time when anything is happening, you can only act in the present, you can only think in the present, you can only feel in the present, you can only decide in the present, you can only imagine acting at the same other time, but your imagination is operating in the present. You know what, Gilbert, sometimes people's imaginations can go all over the place, all over the place. And the yeah, and it's first to make you think... Mm-hmm. What would you even like when you're even when you're like stuck in the past, that makes you like start thinking like more ahead of yourself too. Like, oh, like is it gonna be like this tomorrow, the next week? You know what I mean? And you start getting ahead of yourself too. I don't like living in the so, past. I, I know because the past messes up your future. You know, the yes, past can be a gateway. It can experience. It can, you know, remind you of something. That's fine. But I don't like to get become fixated on the past, but you do have to learn from your past. If you didn't learn anything from it, you are more likely to repeat it in the future or in the present. But with me, because of, you know, dealing with whatever the situation is, I don't like hearing because that's too much. That's like moving from house to house to house but never throwing away and getting rid of your furniture, being a hoarder. I don't want to hoard a lot of situations. I don't want to hoard a lot of things that I've already been through because I've grown from those situations. So that's the way I look at it when you're carrying this, these things from your past onto your present or to your future because it can block any healthy or any sense and a healthy relationship that you're holding on to things. Sometimes you're it's not even relevant. Not even relevant. And sometimes and it ru- that is fear-based. Yeah. It's fear-based. And it ruins relationships, too. Think, it do. It do. I'll give you an example. Because of what you went through, if you met a nice woman, had her stuff together, you will be walking on eggshells because you're going to be waiting on the shoe to drop to think she's going to do what your baby mama did. Or you're going to be kind of hesitant about the relationship or situation because of what happened in the past. Don't carry all of that luggage. You know, it kind of reminds me of um, the song with Erica Badu, Bag Lane. And you know I'm a passenger. You know I'll be having stuff everywhere. But I don't be want to carry all the bags this much. I can't carry all that no more. I got to let some of that stuff go, leave it alone, work through it. Work through it. And sometimes, Gilbert, you got to give people their stuff back. Everything is not yours. And what happens sometimes is when we are like we're carrying the weight of the world, some individuals will say, oh, well, she's selfish, or she's all about her, or she don't care about nobody else, or she wants That may not even be it. It can be considered self-care. You know, I'm going to use the beach moment. I'm not a beach person, but I need to relax. I need to unwind. I need to take a break. And I'm going to do that. So sometimes we got to not be judgmental. we got to not be selfish or thinking that other people are being selfish and be more willing to accept now at this very moment what is going on. And we got to learn how to deal with some of these things, so Gilbert. A lot of times we don't know how to deal with our situation. No. But when you remind yourself regularly that the present moment, like I said, is where everything happens, it changes your perception, and you begin to understand that things happen. And I, and I want to say this about understanding. Sometimes, Gilbert, we're not going to understand everything, but at least acknowledge it. If you walk outside and it's raining, acknowledge it that it's raining. Don't just say, or uh, have a, a boo-hoo party, a pity party over the rain. Acknowledge it. 
We don't have to understand it, but just acknowledge it. Now, when we start talking, and I want to move on to some of these things, and I like how this person that did this article, he talks about don't take every action you make lightly. You are literally building your future self through each of them. You know, that kind of goes back to what you were saying, Gilbert, about second-guessing yourself. A lot of times we second-guess ourselves because we're undecided. We're indecisive. We're contemplating change. But do you know a lot of people are afraid of change? Yeah, because they don't want to mess up and go through a whole different mess, if you want to call it. <laughs> you said a whole different mess. <laughs> well, they're afraid of change because they don't know what the outcome is going to be. We always want to know the outcome. The outcome can change. I'll give you an example of the outcome. Just think, I don't know if you're a sports, um, you like sports. Watching these football games. Yeah. When the Steelers were playing the Rams, I just knew that we could just let it be a tie game so that the Raiders get, I mean, so that both of them can have a chance at the playoffs. Look how these games be going. Look how, and, and when, when things happen at the spare of the moment, people just actually lose their mind. So we've been dealing with a lot of these things because sometimes things can be predictable, yet unpredictable. But then you yeah, know, or... What was you going to say? That people are, like, undecided because they're, like, changing for the wrong reasons at times, too, because they're worried about the outcome of how the person they're trying to impress is going to take it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But when you're so busy worried about how other people are going to take me, you're going to struggle and you may mess it up with how you project it or how you deliver it. But as long as you're being authentic and you're being you and you don't need to cause any harm, that's the least of your worries. I'm not going to worry. I mean, I'm not going to purposely try to hurt nobody's feelings or purposely try to destroy nobody's life. But if they feel that way, you may not have to talk about their feelings. If they bring something to my attention, I've got to be honest with them or where I'm at. I'm not going to tiptoe dance around nobody's feelings, perceptions, and thoughts. I'm, I'm, I, can't, I can't do that. I cannot do that. Because then I'm carrying their insecurities, their fear of abandonment, their rejection. I'm carrying all of that stuff onto my plate, and I don't have room for that. Yeah. So I like, you I don't like need another job. Get together. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, one time a, a person asked my, my daughter, is your mama Jamaican? She sure got a lot of jobs. I don't need no more jobs. It's time for me to relax, relax and rest. Or they say, I'm ready to be blessed, dress, and, and, and rest. So when we're talking about these different things, Gilbert, we have to stop killing ourselves by trying to carry the weight of the world. People are really stressing themselves out. People are really, and Gilbert, you just, your call just dropped. So I guess you can call back in because I don't know where you went, but disappeared. Now, I want to give you guys some information because we're talking about carrying the weight to the world. This is not gender specific. You know, I was talking about kids versus adults, you know, versus seniors. And I'm looking at an article, and it talks about to the woman carry the weight of the world on her shoulders. Because as a female, sometimes, especially as a businesswoman, me as a grandmama, sometimes we have a whole lot of hats we have to wear, a whole lot of things that we have to do. Now, I'm looking at this article, and I'm finding this to be very, very interesting, so let me get to it, but it's probably not. And it talks about to the women that are carrying the weight of the world on their shoulders. And it says, to the woman who feels like she's carrying the weight of the world on her shoulders, you're not alone. Many individuals have been there, and I've been there myself too, and we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I hope that many individuals can see that and learn, whether they are talking about their political views, whether they're the Kindle spirit, whether it's trying to be a homemaker, whatever the case it may be. But a lot of women get caught up in this by trying to make their place a happy, a happy home. 
Now, with this, it says um, some individuals, it could be very tough. It could be an unwanted job change. It could be massive medical bills, loss of a friend. Hell, mine is the, the loss of, uh, I don't think it's my loss, my youth, because I didn't lose my youth. It ain't went nowhere. But uh, I can't, you know, drop it like a pot and move like I used to, do some of the things I used to do, but we can work on that. And some individuals may be struggling with some things that may be similar. You know, I know that today is the 8th, and today is actually the day that my mother took a turn for the worse with her cancer. You know, up until this was the last day that I actually heard her voice, really kind of watched her get around because it was February the 8th. And by uh, February the 17th is the day that she died. Now, even though that I'm in my childhood home, I can remember going through and having the weight of what I would say the word on my shoulder at the time because I was running around trying to help her do this, take care of this, do what she can, make the arrangements, run a company, take care of my kids. I had a grandbaby that was about to be born because he was born on the 15th. So I had my grandson born February 15th, was my first grandson. And then my mother passing on two days later. Then I went to County Lawrence. Then I went running a company. It was a lot. But I'm glad I don't look like what I've been through. Now, even with that being said, and coming up on the anniversary of her passing, many of my friends that are my in my age group, we're dealing with losing a parent, losing a spouse. Some have lost children. Some individuals are transitioning into retirement. So I'm tired of 33, so I, I ain't scared of retirement. I get that already. So I want to say where I will. I'll be waiting to wait on my second retirement check. So we're going through these things and frustration, jealousy, anger. People are dealing with a lot of different emotions when it comes to carrying all of this weight because they start, what they would say, feeling some kind of way about things. And but the thing is we say or there's a saying that this too shall pass. But we like, Lord, when is this gonna pass? When am I gonna get a break? Am I gonna ever get a break? I wanna say I was coming from the casino throwing and I was coming home and I don't like to drive. So when somebody's in my vehicle, I ain't driving. And I don't know what he was doing, but the car he said, Take a break. He didn't know what that meant. I did. Because I've been in the car before, and it said, take a break with a little coffee symbol. And I called my friend Lisa. I was like, Lisa, this car said, take a break. What's that supposed to be? Take a break. What am I supposed to do? Is the car going to cut off for me? But the car can even let you know you're driving kind of sporadic. Something going on with you. You need to take a break. So we're going to take this weight off of you where you ain't got to worry about traffic. You ain't got to worry about defensive driving. You ain't got to worry about none of this stuff because this car is telling you to take a break. And all I can do is just laugh because I know when it happened to me, I was like, I don't want no break. I'm trying to get home. I got to get So when we start talking about these things, you got to know when to, like I said, shut it down. But you also have to be able to identify the emotion that you're feeling. Because we know that others' pain is bigger than ours, and it doesn't make yours any more profitable. But the thing is, when we start talking about this pain, the problem, and like I said, the car just saying take a break, it's like, I hate the car going to tell you to take a break. You know, are you switching lanes? What's going on? So I want to share some information on what people can do. And I'm looking at this, and even with losing a parent, Sometimes we have to take time to mount to mount to mourn. I never took that time to mourn my mother's passing. What I did was I became people say busy and they say being under Satan's joke, I I got caught up in more projects. I opened up another started another company. I started doing other things. I became a, a public notary. I started you know, I don't do notary but I I am a notary. So I started doing things to kind of keep my mind off of things because I didn't want to slip into sadness, slip into depression, and all of those different emotions. So I started even with the radio show, Precious Predicaments. Precious was my mother's nick. How that got started 
So I started talking about it. So my grief and mourning come in memorizing or um, reliving some of the things that you may have said, you may have done, because I know, and like I said, when I'm trying to talk to some of my friends that are going through, especially losing a parent, that are losing a spouse or a partner. I had friends lose baby daddies when we were like 18, 19 years old. I watched them go through it. And losing a spouse is sometimes it's like a whole other part of you has just been ripped away from you and is missing. And that don't even have to be by death. Sometimes it can be a breakup of a relationship. Some individuals struggle with long-distance relationships, and they feel like they don't have an outlet. They don't have no one to talk to. But the thing is, you've got to find what works for you. And we also have to, and I'm, I'm going through this article, even when it talks about taking time to mourn, whether you're going through or what if you're going through is important, but talking about it to a trusted loved one, it helps. That's why I like doing the blog, the, the podcast, because it gives me the opportunity to talk. It gives me the opportunity to share. Now, Gilbert is back. I don't know what happened with the phone. You're back, Gilbert. You're back. My so, iPhone died, and okay. you know it takes five minutes to turn back on. <laughs> you know you supposed to have that phone charged up before we did this show. Now, I want to say, when we hear other experiences that help, when you hear some of the things that other people have done to get through certain things, that gives them hope. That gives them joy. That gives them peace of mind. And we also have to learn to be grateful. Gratitude. Gilbert, you know I have a breakfast, I have coffee, my nose is stopped up, so I'm finding kind of sinusy. That's why I hadn't been on the radio in the past couple of weeks because my voice just intensity. I'd already had my little big uh, cough drop. This is not helping me right about now. So, Gilbert, being grateful, what are you grateful for? For example, when I was living in my car going through this, for like what I'm going through right now, similar, and now I'm in an apartment with a job going through what I'm going through, I appreciate it more because I'd rather be in this situation than my old situation. I'd rather have what mm-hmm. I have now going through what I'm going through instead of in the car going through what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful. And, you know, Gilbert, sometimes people don't realize it's just the small things. It's the small things that matter. You know, I'm grateful, even though, like I said, I'm now about to celebrate the anniversary of my mother's passing, and today was actually the last day she was actually of able body before she started transitioning into her death. And um, I'm like, and I didn't realize it until I looked at the date. I'm like, ooh, today's February 8th. That was the day that it happened. You know, that was the day when I came here. So, and I know that they say, when they say time heals everything, but it doesn't tell you how much time. Again, you have to change your attitude, you have to change your perception and all of that. We have to be grateful. And we also have to be grateful for the resiliency of the human spirit and be grateful for the pain that we've endured. You know, me losing my mother also helped me to be able to talk and communicate with some of my friends when their parents started passing because I had already been through that. And you don't want to project your pain onto no one. You don't want to tell nobody how to feel. Sometimes you just got to be in the moment with them, to be present with them, to let them know you don't have to carry this all by yourself. You're not alone. And when we learn to be grateful for the pain that we've endured, because we're now stronger because of it, we can be grateful for each and every moment because you never know what tomorrow will bring. We all know that tomorrow is not promised. We've heard that before. But sometimes we don't even know what that means. So that don't mean that we got to live each day like we're dying. But we have to basically live each day and enjoy each day. Now, one of the things it talks about, and my Facebook keeps taking me off, putting me back on, taking me off, putting me back on, you know, I'm looking at something, and it said that um, a woman that posted something on Facebook, and her message simply read that she wanted to catch up and see how life was treating you. You know, a lot of times people will say that. They'll be like, so what's going on? How you feel? So what you doing today? How, you know, let's shoot whatever. You know, so so many things. Now, my question to you, Gilbert, because I know you always check in with me, 
do you check in with your friends? How do you go about Do people even check in with you? Mm. Honestly, in the beginning, yeah, but I, I really, I really didn't say too much because I don't know. I, sometimes it's good people don't know your problems either because fucking. No, you have to tell everybody your situation because everybody can't handle your situation. So they don't need to know. I tell people I need to know what I need to know what I need to know it. If I don't need to know it, I don't want to know it. So it's like you could only watch so much of you could only you could you could only watch so much of the days of our lives and young and the restless so they start taking your problems and you know what I mean who knows what they could do with them, you know what I mean? Or some people just do it to be nosy okay. but don't even like put their like arm out and stuff, you know what I mean? I don't know. Well sometimes people want you to they want to know what you're going through. So they can go tell somebody else where you thought she was, and you know, let me tell you this, let me. That's gossip, and that's not cool. That is so not cool. Now I'm looking at something that says I'm doing it again. I'm carrying the weight of the world. How I'm learning as I'm a high-sensitive person to stay alert but not anxious. And it says I've been having trouble falling asleep, waking up, I find myself being tired even though I've done nothing all day. I find myself so tired that I can't even get myself out of bed, even though it's also a struggle for me to fall asleep once I'm woke up. My brain, it seems, is operating on extremes again. When we talk about the pandemic, we talk about the news. I don't even watch the news. I don't even have basic cable anymore. I just live stream everything. You know, people stay at home, not having to worry about finding a job for a while. You know, there's been some type of relief, and there is relief for everybody. I used to like that commercial to say, how do you spell relief? And it was Rolaid, R-O-L-A-I-D-S, <laughs> spells relief. You know, so when people are going through, we want to lessen the blows. We want to, to to not feel all of that weight. Now, when we start talking about some of this weight, sometimes, Gilbert, sometimes we feel that we don't have time to socialize, to communicate, to get out. But you know what, Gilbert? We got to find time. We got to make room. We got to redirect some things or, you know, do things a little differently in our life and come out of the denial. So I want to give some tips that they indicate. When we start talking about carrying the weight of the world, one of the things you can do is lessen the negativity. It doesn't have to be something big like, you know, donating, whatever the case may be. It could be something small. But Gilbert, what is something you can do to lessen the negativity in your life in order for you not to feel like you carrying the weight of the world? Um, I notice I'm hanging around. Well, I don't even hang around with a lot of people, but the few friends I do got, they're, like, not even who I thought I'd be, like, friends with, that kind of crowd, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I a, a lot of to do with like the people I choose to be around now I guess like mm-hmm. my boy my my co-worker Steve he's he's um older than me and stuff but um like dude that dude's like my bro man like he looks out for me like he got me fixing mm-hmm. my credit and he kind of went through like similar yeah. stuff that I'm going through right now but like supervised visits mm-hmm. so and mm-hmm. you know what I mean he shares with so, me and, and so one of the one of the things I want to say Gilbert it's a lesson in activity. We can get some negative people out of our life. Yes, there you if go. you got negative people around, they're going to weigh you down. They got, yeah. they I just had to give are. a shout-out. You know what I mean? I had to give yeah. a shout-out to Steve. Steve, Steve shout-out. No, I'm not saying. <laughs> <laughs> you got to make yourself laugh, too, you know? Keep yourself updated. We know that sometimes it can be painful for people to pay attention to the news right now. But we got to keep ourselves updated, and we got to remember that the crisis cannot last forever. Another thing is we have to remind ourselves it's not our fault. When we're hearing the weight of the world of other people's problems, we didn't always put them in. Not I'm not gonna say in some cases we didn't put them in a, that situation. So if I didn't put you in that situation, I'm not gonna feel guilty as me trying to get you out of something 
that you may have put yourself into. So sometimes we've got to remind ourselves it's not your fault. Another thing is we can do is try slowing down the hustles and bustles of everyday life. Slow down. And yeah, don't get too excited. And... Yep. Yeah. Take one day at a time is another thing we can do when we're starting to feel overwhelmed. And, and I'm going to end it on that. One day at a time. One day at a time. Tackle one project, one situation. Don't try to fix everything all at once. Because if you try to fix everything all at once, it's like being a contractor. You can't build a house in a day. It's not going to work like that. Your situations may not just change overnight. But by staying positive, by utilizing your op- your options, by not second your guess, second guessing yourself, Gilbert, meaning when you make a decision, live with it. Live with it. If the decision turns out to be not so good, do something else. Don't beat yourself up over it. Because sometimes when we second guess ourselves, our first answer was the right answer. Yep. We confuse ourselves. So I want to thank you for joining me here at Pressing Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. And I will be back on the air on Monday. Hopefully I'll be more organized on Monday because today was just one of them days. I'm just like, ugh. So until then, if you have any topics you want me to discuss, you can call my office number at 714-992-1677, or you can email me at jhbsboynylmsc at gmail.com or preciouspredicament at gmail.com. Because I want to hear your thoughts, and I want to know what we can talk about that may be able to shed some light and help you get through a situation that you're in or someone you love is in so that we can provide information, resource, and encourage someone. So, again, thank you, Gilbert, for making me do the show again today. I was going to come back. <laughs> no, you're good. I wasn't ready to come back. I wasn't ready to come back this week, but it's okay. But so my hand is, is kind of like swollen. I can't. So thank you, and until next week, stay blessed, stay out of trouble, stay safe, and be know that you are loved. Talk to you later, Gilbert. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Jeanette. Thank you. Bye-bye.